0: How's it going, everyone? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome in to another episode of Suncast. I'm sure, a lot of y'all have been wondering where we have been at. Well, we've been doing student athlete stuff, and that right, Josh? Absolutely, dude. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a crazy week for both of us. Josh just finished up a pretty, pretty big uh, fall. Y'all are, let's say, y'all just did what, like a little World Series kind yeah, of deal for
1: baseball? Yeah. A fall World Series, best of three inter squad kind of thing. Two teams, um, you know, two dugouts, whole nine yards, playing against each other for you know a lot at stake with a lot of different, I guess you'd say, prizes for the winning team and, and not so great prizes for the losing <laughs> team, which unfortunately I was a part of. That's tough. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very successful fall series.
0: Yeah. So what's we'll obviously get into fall sports. We have a lot to get it, to get into uh, teams that are. Now, I went away from making it to Alabama with soccer, two and men's soccer, two and women's soccer, are both in the s- second round, and they're knocking on that door to be one of the last ten teams in the NAIA standing. But before we get into all that, Josh, uh, I, I've talked about it here a little bit in the last couple episodes. I'm ready for baseball season, man. i also oh, missed you. Oh, it's been a while since we recorded together.
1: Yeah, it has been a little bit. Yeah, We've been nice. doing kind of a... On our own uh, recording, but um, you know it's good to be back. It is good to
0: be back. Uh, so with uh, with the team and everything, obviously last year was exceptional. I mean, best year in Weber baseball history. What's it, what's what was the feel like this fall overall for y'all?
1: Um, you know, it's it's been a long fall for like you know for everybody. You know, the fall is always supposed to be long. It's supposed to be tough. Um, you know, you're supposed to you know be sore and be tired and, you know, struggle with on-field stuff, off-field stuff, you know. But I feel like as a team, we've grown a lot throughout the fall and, and, you know, a lot of it came, a lot of the growth we really saw these last three days during this fall series, you know, seeing a lot of people, you know, kind of step up in ways that they haven't really stepped up before or, you know, people who have been stepping up, you know, kind of just continuing that and starting to lead, you know, lead by example. Um, and you really saw like, even though we were separated in a way, you know, by teams, we really saw like the team kind of come as one in terms of competitiveness and effort and, you know, attitude and stuff. And of course, you know, in a, in a fall inter-squad, you have chirps and, and trash talk and things like that. Of course, yeah. But you really saw the competitive nature come out of everybody. And I think if that competitive nature is able to come out of each and every one of the players that contributes to every game that we play, I think Weber's going to be really scary. You know, you know, 1 to 35, you know, we have – everybody can contribute. And yeah. that's what I think is very scary about this team is, like, no matter whose name gets written in there, I really feel as if they can do the job. And I think that if you're going to look at a team, it's like who's going to – who can win this thing? Most teams who have all, uh, already won this thing has a team like that. So I believe that's one thing we do have going in our direction.
0: Yeah, going out there and watching the games, one thing that I noticed – that what, whatever I don't want to say lack, but it, yeah, pretty much lack. Just didn't have last year was the depth, and there are really good pitchers up and down this roster this year. It seems like a deeper team. You know, obviously only losing Kenny. Pretty, we lost Kenny, we lost Brian, but we brought in a lot of great bats for them, and pretty much the entire pitching staff is not only back but healthy. Uh, you know, Seth will be back soon, and then the additions of you know guys like Ivan and Blaine, they're they're incredible, and I'm really excited, but we still got to finish up with fall sports. And I think we can start this with the biggest story that's kind of been floating around the conference. And at least I just wanted to say the conference, the NAIA, uh, NAIA football posted the teams that were the biggest snubs uh, of the playoffs. And obviously St. Thomas was right up there. I believe they were the number one option actually, uh, NAIA football said they were the biggest snub and I did a little deep diving on it and discovered that you could make the argument for two of the at-large teams. So the way it works in football, it's not like other sports where there's all the whole opening round and all that. There's six, there's 12 teams that win their conference and they're an auto bid and you have four at-large spots and the four at-larges were available to, Quite a few teams, but it really came down to the ones that made it uh, Southwestern, Lindsey Wilson, um, Marion, and I forget the other one, but St. Thomas was also in there. And St. Thomas did not get it. And we talked, we showed on Instagram, we shed light on it that it was very obvious that at least one of those teams that was Marion had no business, no business making the playoff over St. Thomas. I mean, what what do you think of this, Josh? I mean, it,
1: I mean, if you if you look at St. Saint, St. Saint Thomas's resume, um, St. Thomas finished with a with an eight and two uh, record, with only two losses being to the Sun Conference champion by one point, and to a Division One school in Butler by, and they were in the game all the way through the whole game. I believe they lost by. They led for three plus points. Yeah, players. I mean, I know they might have lost by, you know. Ten or you know a little less. Maybe I think it was like thirty. I
0: think it was like thirty-one twenty-six. Okay, maybe crouched. like
1: maybe one score. So you know that's kind of proves my my point a little bit more. So they lost by one score to a Division One opponent, and lost in the final seconds to the Sun Conference champion, who if they played again, things could be quite different. I would love you know, to know. And see that match game, St. Thomas was winning twenty-four to seven, I believe. Yes. In the second quarter, maybe even the third early on. Um. But St. Thomas's uh, record above with teams above 500, five and two, and against the top 25, stomping a playoff team. Matter of fact, 31 to 10 at on the road.
0: Um, you want to tell a guess who Marion's playing in their first first match of their playing? Saint Xavier.
1: Well, you know, well, I well, guess we'll see. We will definitely. I see. guess we will see, and against the top 25 Marions 0-1 with a 17-10 to loss to Indiana, Indian Wesleyan. Um, but, I mean, if you look at it, 8-2 two record, two very close losses, and every other win was pretty, you know, pretty demanding. They, they, they
0: had nice wins. I mean, they had a 22-point win against Ave, blew out Weber, blew out Flomo, blew out Warner, blew out Southeastern. I don't know. I, <laughs> let, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. St. Thomas doesn't play Butler that in Week One. They don't go on the road and play a seven and three Division One team. By the way, Butler—a um, little bit more of the deep dive than we did. Butler would be in the FCS playoffs right now if it weren't for a last-second field goal this week. They pretty much lost out on their comp, in their chance to make it this week. They would have gone if it were not for a field goal, a, a last-second field goal. Butler would be an FCS playoff team, but a team in the NAIA that lost to them by five points is not. So, my question to you, Josh if St. Thomas were to schedule, I don't know, some other team like Cumberland, like, no disrespect to Cumberland's of Tennessee, um, but I'd say St. Thomas hand- handles them, and they're just the first team to pop my mind, no anything like that. But, Josh. If they play them, beat them, they're
1: 9-1. and one. I think they get in over Marion. Do you agree? I mean, according to this logic, they have to. I think they're valuing the the singular loss versus two. Yeah, it, it makes
0: it makes no sense. And we're, we're, we're getting now to my, my big problem. Here's my problem with the NAI. You didn't pick St. Thomas. Okay. Why is that bad? Why is that so bad? Let me tell you. The NAI... Can very well compete on a division two. We've seen it and lower division one. We saw that with St. Thomas. We have seen it happen. What this is showing, what teams are looking at now, and looking at what St. Thomas did, they are going to have no interest in now going and playing a division two or division one team. Look at Kaiser also. Kaiser's ranked twelfth in the nation. Got to go play number four Bethel. I think Bethel's one of the four teams that can win the red banner in football this year.
1: It's funny. It's funny you say that because, let's just say the roles are reversed here, and St. Thomas did, you know, did what Kaiser did, and Kaiser with, you know, and Kaiser having played those four games at the beginning, all or three games, I believe, all. top. State, State, Missouri College in Lindenwood. Okay, yeah, so. Two division two and one FCS school, um, say, you know similar. So this makes me really. he doesn't value strength of schedule.
0: Yeah, and if Kaiser would have lost that game to St. Thomas, no shot they got in. That's, that's according to this. You're right. No shot. So if you're the NAI, I'm confused. What do you want to do? What, what what are you trying to do here? Do you want to just continue to be this
1: other seems like association? It's B, seems of, like the BCS in college football in the back in the day. That, but my. Yes, very true. But
0: you're killing these teams that are going out and competing with your competition. The NCAA is competition to the NAI, at least on a smaller scale. If you start having teams like St. Thomas keep getting better, and keep getting better, then go and beat high Division two, beat a lower Division one, and that continues to go and go, guess what? Viewership starts going to the NAI. It ain't that hard to figure out. And now you've got a team, St. Thomas... Who has done that? They did what they needed to do. They went on the road, Chicago, first game of the year, and hung in with one of the best FCS teams in the country. And they just got punished by the NAIA for it. It is ridiculous. It is it's stupid. It is one of the it's one of the dumber things. I, I the logic just does not fit. The logic's not there. It makes no sense. I don't know if this is a vendetta against somebody at St. Thomas or the Sun Conference. Whatever it is that they like Marion better, but these resumes make no sense. It's a sh- it's a shame, and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a pin in it right there. But it is a shame that St. Thomas Bobcat season
1: is over. No, it's it really is a shame. And like like you were saying about punishing a team who who did what I think you're supposed to do in sports. You're supposed to compete. You're supposed to challenge yourselves. That's that's like the you know, kind of the goal of all college sports, in my opinion, is to help these athletes grow and get better and play, you know, better competition. And that's also how you help grow the sport within a smaller division is by, you know, kind of showing the world, you know, the football world more specifically, that, you know, our schools aren't so far off from these schools and trying to get rid of that, you know, negative connotation when people hear the word NAI or the acronym NAI or um, you know, small college football. When people think that, they just you know kind of have like that negative down, downward look towards it, or like oh you know it, it you know oh college football, but it's not you know it kind of is what it is. It's like a JUCO. Is
0: what a lot of people. Yeah, but whenever
1: you is. have think St. Thomas and Kaiser, just two examples that we're really familiar with. You know, it, it happened within other conferences too. I'm I'm sure of it, but um, not as much as those two. But yes. Yes, not, in not general much. like whenever you whenever you see something like that it, it would be one thing if you saw Saint Thomas was 98 to nothing like Warner for yeah example. Not, of, course, of course okay if you see things like that you know they're getting manhandled it's more than likely if they schedule a different opponent and then yeah you know, they you know they potentially will probably lose that game so I can understand that logic there but whenever you're like down to the wire against one of and it's not even like Butler's like playing the citadel or something like a team that's like historically terrible in division one football mm-hmm. or something. Like they're playing a team who, like you just said, is was like you know seconds away from postseason play and the and second team. highest level of football you can do besides um, FBS. And then losing to the only other loss being to a team that's in the playoffs. And then every other team they should beat, you destroyed like by minimum two or three touchdowns.
0: And if you want to look at it versus teams above five hundred and just in the NAI. St. Thomas 5-1, one. Marion 1-1. One one. Marion has not beaten a top 25 team. And, you know, we, we've tried to not name drop teams outside of the Sun Conference, but it is what it is. They have one top 25 game. It's against Indiana Wesleyan, very good team, top 10 program, could make a run. They didn't beat them. They lost 17-10. to 10. It It's aggravating. It's unfortunate. Uh, there's nothing else we can really – there's obviously nothing we can do about it. But moving forward, you're now going to see teams. You're that- going
1: They're gonna have to give an answer. You know, there's gonna have to be some questions, some an- some questions answered, with in terms of scheduling. Because, like you said, if I'm the head coach at St. Thomas and I want to make a run for a, a national championship, I'm doing everything in my power to help my team go ten and zero. And, and to that, the- and if I have to schedule, well, you'd say Atlantis, whoever four do- or three or four cupcakes outside what? of your. You know, like teams would do back in the day before the, the college football playoff, you you did everything you could to be thirteen and zero. So if that if that's if that's the message, then you know stick with it and don't next year flip it and reward a team who played tough competition with you know with some losses and a team that's nine and one per se with a, maybe one solid opponent. Mm. The like, only thing you gotta thing... make your mind up.
0: The only thing I would disagree with, um, I, I do want to see a change. I would like to see next year teams get rewarded for – I don't want to say losing because, yeah, I mean, did St. Thomas lose? Yeah, but, okay, they play a cupcake. They win that game. They're 9-1. and they, They're they only lost – Then now what do you do? Yeah, I mean <laughs>
1: – That's what I mean, like – But even I'm... still
0: – So, t- all right, let, let's take it away. Let's take that Butler game away and then we're going to move, move on off of this. But – Take that Butler game away. Cupcake, they're 9-1. and one. They are still 5-1 and one against teams above 500. They are – they. it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. But we are going to move on because we do have a lot of great things to talk about in the Sun Conference, including three teams – excuse me, four teams who look to be in great position moving forward. Uh, we're going to get into the preview for the week. Unfortunately, the Scab Bees are no longer in it. Uh, truly heartbreaking loss. Yesterday, uh, it was a tough one. Uh, they were up one nothing five minutes to go, and uh, all credit to Livet Nazarene. They took care of business, and it, it sucks. Um, you know, a lot of y'all know how much I really love that team. How much they they supported SunCast. It's uh it's tough. Um, something I try not to do is get like emotionally attached to like. Certain teams, but things happen. Love that team. I hate that their season is over. But I do think the Sun Conference is in extremely good hands. Kaiser kicks off at noon tomorrow against the College of Idaho. I don't think this will – I think Kaiser got the perfect draw for them. They got College of Idaho coming in. This is the first time that Idaho has ever played in the second round. This is very familiar territory for the Seahawks. I think they will roll right on. And then Southeastern takes on Westmont. I don't have a lot of information on them, except for they are a team that you're very familiar with, obviously, with baseball, Josh. But they are going Division Two after this year. This is their kind of last little hoorah. But the way Southeastern women's soccer is playing, I think they will just continue to march right on. And then the matchup in men's soccer that I am most excited about, I mean, they just trigger because I think St. Thomas is going to destroy florida national i think st thomas is going to look back at their matchup against the conquistadors earlier in the year a nil-nil draw that was a long time ago and the last time that i saw florida national take the field it was against southeastern southeastern wiped the floor with them i don't think there's any doubt st thomas is a better soccer team than florida national i think they will book their ticket and then probably the most interesting matchup and kind of a similar deal, top 25 matchup, Kaiser versus Lindsey Wilson. Uh, this was football. I know
1: that name triggers you a little bit.
0: Uh, not a little bit, yeah. So for those who don't know, my first game here at Weber was against the at-time defending national champion Lindsey Wilson. That was not a fun night. They they beat the heck out of us. It was like, it was kind of like the, the Georgia-Oregon game where it was like, yeah, the, we're coming off a national championship. We're gonna we're gonna kill you real quick. It was very similar to that. We'll we actually you, got. We'll give
1: up. you some satisfaction. You can you can put some points. You can put some points across the board early, and then we'll just let you have that satisfaction. Exactly. We were team, up to, roll
0: you. We score the first seven. They score the next fifty-two. But this is men's soccer, and Kaiser is playing tremendous, tremendous down. I don't think Lindsey Wilson will score three goals the way that they did. Earlier in the year, I do think Kaiser with Reyes and Jacobs and how everybody is playing. What you want? What you want? Get out of here. Just all Shout out to Tom, Tom Miller on SunCast. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think Kaiser will roll on. I think that the matchups favor the Sunday Conference tremendously. I think we have an excellent shot of being two teams in – Alabama, South Alabama, down in Orange Beach for the women's, Decatur, Alabama for the men's. I'm liking it. The only thing that scares me a little bit is Kaiser having to play up there in the cold in Indiana. I don't I don't know why they had to travel. Uh, they were obviously a number one caliber seed. I just, I don't know. I, I think the way it, it kind of shaped out the reason why is because their women's team is hosting and they couldn't have – uh, two at, going on at the same time. I assume that's what it is. What's got to be, uh, obviously, the women's 20-0-1. They can pick wherever they want to play, so they got it, and that forced the men to travel all the way up to Indiana. However, we did see Kaiser play well uh, yesterday, and Colts took care of business against Concordia. I'm really excited for for what's about to go down in Alabama. And no promises, but fingers crossed, I'm going to do everything in my power to be there. The only problem with trying to go to uh, the soccer ones is, uh, instead of like the baseball or softball ones the way I did last year it was after school was out for softball and baseball for soccer it happens pretty much the week before finals I don't think I'm going to have I, that, that's going to be a tough choice um, I will say the grades are really good I'm really happy with my grades this semester but don't know if it's uh, they're good enough where I can skip out the week before Big student finals.
1: athlete vibes, huh?
0: Uh, well, I'm trying to do better, man um, I've always had good grades but it's just like We'll step up. Let's boost it up a little bit these last couple of years. Challenge yeah. yourself. Ch- challenge myself, boy! I'm gonna be challenged next semester. Three sports, business management, managerial accounting, and
1: don't tell me business law. Full full slate. Yeah, I got a pretty full slate next next semester too. I'm working on a minor and an internship as well <sighs> as playing my sport. Whew! Bold move. Bold. I had no choice. I still. They only do the internship and in
0: the. Wow, well, that's just the last last okay. thing. What's up, Dougie? We got Draco. another one. No, another roommate hopping on. What's up, Drake? Uh, so, oh, we got one more before we move on to football. Uh, volleyball, St. Thomas versus Cornerstone. I'll be really honest. I don't know a thing about Cornerstone. I know this is a rematch for St. Thomas. Uh, it's going down in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I think St. Thomas, I'm going to trust in them. I don't know a lot about this matchup. Uh, they have played each other before. I believe Cornerstone took the victory last go-around. Uh, go Bobcats. That's all I got. So said, go Bobcats. Go up to Michigan and handle your business. All right, that's all, that's, that's all I got. Josh, what you got for this Bethel um, versus Kaiser matchup and then the Lake Calusa Classic with Weber Warner?
1: Um, like, like you just said about the not knowing much about Cornerstone, I don't know much about Bethel. Kaiser will travel to Tennessee 2 p.m. on Saturday. First round of the NAI Football National Championships. A um, little, a little bit I do know about Bethel. They average 428 yards a game, with 141 on the ground and 287 in the air, averaging about 40 points a game and only allowing 12 and a half. Um, so that being said, these guys score. They sling it. Um, junior quarterback Joaquin the III seems like. You know, he's been doing it for a few years, slings it all over the yard. I mean, Kaiser has played their fair share of tough offenses, good quarterbacks. You know, I have a few in the Sun Conference as well as those four out-of-conference opponents. They've had their fair share of good quarterbacks. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tough test for, for, for Kaiser. But if I had to say one team in the Sun Conference who is battle-tested and ready for a game like this on the road at that is definitely Kaiser. Um, for the record, you you Kaiser football players, listeners – I had you guys from the get go, one and three star. I never had any doubts. He never waved. Um, you can ask. You can ask Reagan. I nope. had. I had. I never had you guys outside of number one in my rankings. As, I'm not, I'm... as much as the, however much credibility goes into that, which I know is very, not very much. But for all I know, I have been a Seahawk Seahawk fan all all season long. So of course my pick's going to be with the Seahawks because I think that, you know, that offense is, is really good as well. You know, that defense.
0: Well, i tell you what that offense is built for. It's built to be able to stop an offense like that. An control offense, games. This could be a situation a lot like how Georgia did to Tennessee where if they're able to control – I mean, look, the other night, Um, not to kind of cut myself off there, but to control the the – time of possession and be able to run the ball. Obviously, we know they can do that very well. Look at the Commanders versus Eagles games Monday night. Spot on right
1: there, spot on.
0: Uh, this Bethel team, they can, they can absolutely sling it across. They're a really good team. They're number four team in the country. Uh, they are right up there. They are a team I think could win it. However, I would love. Let me tell you my dream scenario. Let's, let's get real into Reagan's big, fat dreams. And, Josh, I think you share this. Kaiser beats Bethel. And then St. Xavier. I want St. Xavier to – I want them to beat Marion by about seven, eight touchdowns minimum. And if they do that, whew.
1: That'll be a a good Saturday on
0: top of Georgia winning, huh? We got to take care of business against Kentucky. We got to take care of business against Kentucky.
1: I am – We'll save our – my little – my little segment on college football in a second. Yeah, about, we're about good. that in a second. I got I wanna
0: talk some college football too. But yeah, let's uh but yeah, I I I I obviously uh Josh and I don't know a ton about Bethel, but yeah, I do think but
1: similar with volleyball.
0: Yeah go Seahawks. Go
1: Seahawks. Been impressive yeah. all year. Had the number three running back in the country in Marcus Burgess. Yeah. That's that's a great guy to lean on here in a game like this. Also real quick, so.
0: shout out Tay Farmer, leading the nation, I in said it. He called it. I might have said it like four or five weeks ago. You did. I mean, he he did. And I, unlike, he's not LeBron James in this thing. I got. He's got a witness right here. Uh, incredible take by you, Josh. You stuck with it, and it was accurate. But yeah, we got give a, him his crown. Hey, hey, give him his crown, man. Give give the man Tay Farmer his
1: crown. Okay, one more, and then we'll wrap up with some college football. Josh, what you got? Um, Weber. Taking on taking on Warner. So this game looks like it's been moved from Warner's Field to Lakeland Christian, or is it being played at Lakeland? No, I mean it's, at, it, it, it's at Warner. Okay, it's so it is Warner. At, Warner. It's at Warner. The schedule has is, is incorrect. The reason it says that
0: is because when that game was originally supposed to be played before the hurricane, they didn't have their field ready. Okay. They have it ready now.
1: Okay. So that that should be a pretty unique environment with Warner's – First time having the rivalry game on that brand new turf, you know, brand new little facility they have going on there. Warner with probably one of the biggest struggling years in the in the latest few years. But it could all. But in a rivalry game, you see it in sports all the time. You know, you see the underdog, you know, beat beat the big dog, and sports all across the board. You know, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, everything. So, but if you're gonna look at it. I, you know, Weber's coming off of two, two losses that they probably wish that they could, you know, have a little do-over, because I think, you know, things could go differently if, you know, those, you know, they, you know, things could go a little bit better for Weber there. You know, they could potentially make the playoffs if those games go a little bit differently. Um, you know, it is what it is, and you know, a bunch of seniors on Weber's team. This is their last time they'll be facing Warner. It is on the road, but you know it's really not on the road if you look in the grand scheme of things. The schools are about two miles away from each other, so.
0: I mean, we're putting on our pants there and then just bringing our shorty pads and helmet and putting it on in the locker room. Yeah, so we're I mean, every- it's,
1: it's it's not a home, it's not a, a home game, but kinda, you know. Similarly, if Warner would have to travel to Weber, same kind of deal. I'd probably but, be more Weber people
0: than Warner people there anyway. But I believe
1: this game will have a lot of people, a lot of people there watching. A lot of family members are watching for you know their son last game as a college football player but um, Warner like I said been struggling all year Weber who's had probably one of their better years as of late and they're definitely going to look to finish their season off strong finishing on a solid six and four seven to four if you count their defeat of Atlantis um, but I think that this thing has a chance to get ugly like last year you know a couple quadruple touchdown leads um but I, I generally don't think Warner has a chance as they haven't had a really chance in any game they've played this year um and I think the key for for Weber is just as long as they don't turn the ball over as long as they turn the ball over I think they're in some some really good shape yeah I think we're in excellent shape
0: moving forward uh as a program well, obviously next year will be my last year at Weber and can' we can't really think of anything about that right now because I do think overall we match up extremely well with Warner, but Warner has not won a game this year and you know how the old saying goes as long as you go, if you, you can go Owen oh, and whatever and as long as you beat your rival, they're in that mode. we're in we're trying to have one of the better seasons here since we won conference and uh, on the lighter half of a decade and have some momentum going into next year and beating warner is the best way to do that man i'm extremely excited uh that's all i'm gonna say because i'm not gonna say anything else about it but just one a couple other things i wanted to talk about uh men's basketball women's basketball they have started conference play we're starting to kind of figure out who the dogs in the conference are it's obviously saint thomas and warner in men's basketball southeastern's had a rough go of it and men's and women's both of their teams have fallen out of the top 25 uh, Southeastern, when they have Riley Minix, they're a top 15 team in the country. When they don't, there's a pretty big dip off uh, for them. And in, for the women's side, again, St. Thomas off to an incredible start, as is Ave at 6 and 1. Uh, could have the two premier volleyball teams in the conference, Ave and St. Thomas. But as always, you got the Kaiser Seahawks, they're 4 and 1. They got a tough battle against Flomo this coming up weekend. We'll find out a little bit more. Uh, Josh, this weekend in college football is a weekend where everybody looks at the SEC and says, "You cowards," because it is unfortunately cupcake weekend for all. But three or four teams, Georgia is one of those teams. We're taking on Kentucky. Uh, Josh, the Georgia Bulldogs are going to win the national championship this year. I'm manifesting it now.
1: I am this is very likely, very very likely. I am liking our odds.
0: We are a very. Is that right, Ty? And that right, Ty? Go say go dogs in the mic one time. Go dogs. Go dogs. You heard it there, but uh, yeah, I like the dogs a lot this weekend. Um, you know, outside of that, this isn't. This is kind of a, I want to say a boring week, but eh, Josh is not not a ton on the slate. I believe College Game Day is going to an FCS school, so
1: it is kind of. There's, weird, there's weird, one you know. game that you you got to circle in the count: Utah, Oregon, ten thirty p.m. on Saturday. Utah. It, this, is a big, this is a big. This a big game for both teams, really. If you look at it for Oregon situation. It's, it's going to be like a big bounce back and like, hey, you know, losses happen. That was a fluke. But for Utah, it's like, hey, that Florida loss was a fluke. We've won every game but one ever, ever since. And I want a chance at my Pac-12 championship. So that game has, you know, some implications to it.
0: It does. Now let me pick. Now picture this. It's 10 versus 12. So obviously for the playoffs, this game does not matter. Imagine this game with the 12 team playoff, how big this game is. It's huge. How big is USC versus UCLA Which now? May,
1: yeah, that game may, is even more well, important.
0: Yeah, that one. The Pac-12 really screwed themselves, man. Because if UCLA would have beat Arizona last week, they'd be nine and one versus nine and one USC. You could have nine and one Oregon versus eight and two Utah. Utah can really just spoil everything here. I mean, they can beat Oregon and then beat uh, USC or UCLA can be. Basically, USC's the only shot for a college football playoff. Uh, Josh, that leads me to my last question for you, and then we can head on out of here. I'm sorry,
1: here. Utah already beat USC.
0: Correct, by point. and the That uh, yeah, Florida and, one just looks dang good. That's so tough for them. That's so tough for Utah that they lost to Florida because they could be in great position right now without that loss. But when you games, you don't have that problem. <clears throat> just ask the NAIA and St. Thomas. <laughs> but, uh, Josh, who are the four teams that are making it into the college football playoff?
1: Um, number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three is going to be uh, TCU. And number four, Tennessee. I
0: almost agree with you all the way. I do think TCU will go undefeated and win the Big 12. I also think USC will win out and win the Pac-12. And it will they will not put in Tennessee over no shot. USC. Yep, no shot. Does Clemson still have a chance?
1: I guess.
0: Does Cle- could Clemson? If Clemson blows out North Carolina and blows out South Carolina and Miami, they they might. I just don't want to see that. I don't. I do not Clemson want to not see going. that. Um, also, I don't really want to see TCU have to play Michigan or Ohio State. Whoever wins that game, you have Michigan. I have Michigan uh, winning that game as well. How State just looks sloppy. They I, I don't think I don't think this team's any different from last year. I think these are the exact two teams. Excuse me, I think Ohio State's the exact same team, and I think Michigan's a
1: little bit better. And Ohio State's just missing two good wide receivers, maybe.
0: Yeah. But Marvin Harrison's back and he God, he's so good. Yeah, but I mean he's Chris like, Olave and Garrett Wilson. That very true. Very true. Um yeah, Josh, that's
1: all I got. You got anything else, man? Just go give me your upset because I think I'm oh, – I don't even I don't even think if you go two for two here, you're <sighs> close to me. Cause...
0: I haven't even done it. Um... Ooh, give me South Carolina Gamecocks to beat the Tennessee Volunteers. Ew. And Columbia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, give it to me. I want it.
1: Um... I'm going to pick one a little bit out of realm <laughs> here. I'm not going to go with two ranked teams this time. Okay, what you got? Mm. Mm-hmm. This one might this one this is.